Welcome to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is James Marland. I have another special guest for you this week. We're going to be talking about conferences and running a conference and what all that entails. And we have Whitney Owens, who is a friend of the show. Hi, Whitney. Hey, James. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Really, really good. Let me, let me do a little introduction and then you can uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. But um, Whitney Owens is a licensed professional counselor. She's a group practice owner and faith-based private practice consultant. She's located in the beautiful Savannah, Georgia, where she manages a private pay group practice with 14 clinicians. Along with running her practice, she consults practice owners around the country on how to start and grow a successful faith-based practice. She hosts summits, a weekly podcast, membership communities for faith-based practice owners called The Wise Practice. Whitney, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. So yeah. what, 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 what would you like the audiences to know about you? Sure. Um, well, I definitely have my Southern accent. So you can't, can't ignore that, that I'm from, I am from the Georgia area. And I have two little girls. Um, one is Abby, and she is six. And Anna just turned 10. She keeps reminding me that she's a, a tween, I believe, or a pre-tween. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember what she says. Um, it definitely is acting like it. And uh, I'm married to actually a man named James. So same name. Don't great name. I, I, I'm <laughs> fond of it myself. Yes. And he is a Methodist minister right now. He's a youth pastor. Um, we'll be moving into a pastoral role hopefully soon within the Methodist church. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about me. I like to run. I like to read nonfiction. I like to be silly. Um, and I love coffee. How's that? We're going to talk about conferences, but and uh, before we do that, though, I want to go into our first segment of your the tool tip or tech of the week. Just something we found useful that we've used this week to either refresh us or remind us or to help us with our work. And the one thing that I was I was thinking about it today that I don't think I've recommended yet is just an Audible subscription. Um, I love my Audible subscription. I get I get one book a month. And so at least once a month, I'm listening to something new to refresh my my mind and soul. And then if I finish that book ahead of time, they have the whole library of books on demand that you don't, that they cycle through that you don't have to pay for. So I've listened to some really great classics that way. Uh, I've gotten all the um, Donald Miller books, the, all the recent Donald Miller books on Audible and listen to them. Um, I listened to the Mike McCallowitz books, Profit First. Um, I just bought Two Weeks Notice from uh, that was uh, Two Weeks Notice was from Amy Porterfield, which is some really great uh, information. And I just, you know, if there's something I use almost every day, it's my Audible subscription. I got it a couple of years ago, and it's something that I. I, I just love and and uh, I as somebody who loves to read, but my eyes, you know, my eyes are not as great as they used to be. Uh, Audible has really kept me uh, learning and growing in, at just any time of the day. So that is my tip of the week. Uh, do you have a tip uh, or tool or tech, Whitney? <laughs> Does it need to be something I learned this week or can no, it be something that you use or think other people could use? Okay. So 
I love Squarespace for my website. Okay. Tell us so about I Squarespace. Have, yeah. yeah. So I, and, you know, I have two businesses. So I've got the private practice, which is WordPress, um, which is funny. I made that website like 10 years ago and I could do it. But then when I started the consulting business and I tried WordPress, I was so bad. I was so bad that I erased everything somebody else did for me. Oh, Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wasted like $500 on this one page that had all gotten done. And then she calls me and she goes, Whitney, did you not like what I did? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I thought it was so good. In fact, I accidentally erased it all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was no. so embarrassed. So anyway, she was like, Whitney, you can do Squarespace. I promise you can. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I cannot do technology. I cannot do a website. Do you see what I just did? She goes, actually, it was a WordPress website that I had erased. Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. Oh, I've done, I've done bad things with WordPress too. It's so different than it was 10 years ago. And so she was like, you can do this, do Squarespace. And we got on there and I love it. And so you're talking about summits. I'm in the, I am in the thick of summit planning and I have to go on that website all the time and change mm-hmm. things or a speaker will change something. And so I need to update. In fact, I have an update I need to do right now. And it has been super great to have Squarespace because I can do it all myself. Yeah, I, I have a Squarespace page too. And I agree. You can you can do it yourself. WordPress, I figured I could figure out, but Squarespace, I could do quicker, <laughs> just with my limited time. I, and and I, I do love Squarespace for beginners. I do have a Kajabi page right now that's similar to Squarespace, but every once in a while, I, I wish, I, I was just like, oh, I can do this in Squarespace. So yeah, great, great tip. We're going to move into our, our main segment, which is talking about conferences. Uh, and Whitney has run a, a conference before and she's gearing up to run her summit. And then she's always, it feels like I hear you're doing, like you're either going to a conference or planning a conference or you've been to a conference. And so uh, I thought, what better way to start thinking about, you know, either running your own conference or go to somebody's conference to kind of refresh your soul and scale up your own business. So I wanted to interview Whitney on that. So we're going to, we're going to just start out with uh, just a, hopefully a softball question about conferences, but uh, can you tell me your story on how you decided to start doing conferences? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm big for in-person. I love mm. being with people. I love the energy. I'm an extreme extrovert. So that's <laughs> I did it for me. I remember when I was little, when I was little, I was like, I want to get married one day. Not not necessarily because of the marriage part, but I want to throw a big party. <laughs> so my wedding was a party. I mean, I had a live band, which I always wanted. Of course, I married the man of my dreams, which is a plus. <laughs> but I got all my family and friends in one place. and It was special. Mm. And even as I planned my last conference, I kind of would laugh to myself being like, this is just like wedding planning. Like picking the venue, um, you know, marketing the event or like sending out your invites, kind of um, figuring out the theme of your event, you know, and all these things, getting the hotel rooms reserved. Like it is like planning a wedding. And so I, I love getting people that I love together. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do one. I also just think that amazing things happen when you get amazing people together. And so we find that people are growing their businesses or they're getting new ideas or they're meeting people they had never known. Um, yeah. In fact, there's a group of friends, uh, one of the guys I keep in touch with that was at my summit and he 
is connected to other guys that were at the summit that they would have never known each other if it hadn't been for that summit, you mm-hmm. know? And that makes my heart so happy to see those connections forming. Yeah. So those are some of the reasons why I love summits. Yeah. You, uh, that, uh, I love getting people I love together. It's just, it, it's, but that's why we do these things. Like that's one of the reasons why I have Thanksgiving and Christmas and those types of things is we don't always get together and just making it a, a, an amazing event um, just to see people and to be energized by those people. And then the second thing you said was amazing things happen when you get amazing people together. And that if there isn't uh, a, a better phrase for conferences that I don't, I don't know what one, because uh, I know amazing things have happened for me when I've come gone to conferences and getting and connecting with you and Julie Harris and Daniel Fava and Gordon Brewer and Uriah, like all those people were at your conference. And I, I'd never met some of them before. And now I can email them. I'm not saying you're going to be, a, you're going to find your own people. <laughs> you might find, you might uh, find that same group of people when you go to your conference, but it just, it seems like, and you, you were saying, you saw a group of people form that wouldn't have formed if they hadn't gone to a conference. And that that's my experience too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And even in my own experience of conferences, I've made some really cool relationships. Um, and even as I've been more in like the consulting realm, I kind of started out right before COVID, a few years before COVID. And so I didn't have tons of opportunity to go to events. Mm-hmm. And then after COVID, I've had more experiences. Um, but even I went to the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist in Nashville last May. And that was game changer for me. Like finding my identity, you know, as who I am in my own business. I was able to meet a lot of other faith-based therapists that I had not met before. And that was really cool. Um, it was actually during, and, and this is kind of a cool story. And I'm going to share this at the summit, I'm sure, that I'm hosting in October. But when I was sitting in Laura Long's talk. And she was talking about getting unstuck and doing things and being adventurous and bold. And I was sitting there like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start consulting. Like I knew I wanted to do some more consulting on my own, but I was still very nervous about that. And so I purchased my LLC during her talk and she motivated me. And so that was so cool to look back and think of. And now she's going to be one of the speakers at the Wise Practice Summit Mm -hmm. because she inspired me so much to do this work. Great. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's those types of experiences that if you were just in your own bubble, in your own office, doing your own thing, grinding away that you wouldn't, you wouldn't get, you just wouldn't be exposed to those people. So I'm sure you, I'm sure you have fears though, like, oh, let's just be adventurous. But what, what, what are some of the, the fears that you had to overcome and how did you overcome them when you're talking about throw in this big party i haven't overcome them yet oh you're, you're faking it though like i don't <laughs> but see I was, it but uh, well, uh, just let, let us in just a little bit i'll tell you about my fears um okay so my biggest fear is money yeah let's just get get real with it um and now that this summit that i'm doing for october is bigger than the previous one mm. it's scarier because you have to put more money down 
Um, and then that means the ticket prices have to be higher because you're at a better place and a better experience, you know. And obviously, I want to continue to offer better experiences to people attending my summits, but I also don't want, it, you know, you don't want to have ticket prices that are so high. Um, so mm -hmm. that is a huge fear is what if I don't sell enough tickets to break even? Um, and of course, I want to make something at the end of the day because it is, I mean, planning a summit is way more work than you can ever anticipate. Um, but it's such an amazing reward in the end. So anyway, um, so my other my other part is just uh, logistics. I'm a logistics girl. And so, you know, something's going to fall through with the logistics. Um, I am working on getting some continuing education, which is not um, not has not happened. So it is not a CEU event, but I am working hard on trying to get all those accreditations through. And it's that's really challenging. But once I get used to how this process works, I think I'll get better at it. But that's a big deal. You know, and that's scary. Like, I'm going to do all this work and have all these speakers present all this stuff. And then I get, I don't, I don't get it. I get denied. That would be really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I believe that'll all work out. Um, so yeah, logistics was probably the number one thing that and the money. Uh, so you're, are you going for NBCC or which? One yeah, that for? is, that is what I'm going to try to get. Try for. Okay. Yeah, I looked at the, so I do online courses and I was looking like, how can I add this component to the online courses and help therapists get mm -hmm. there? It's a process for with sure. some paperwork and, um, uh, and I, um, Lisa Mustard and I were talking about this. She does the therapy show and she was, she's trying to figure out how she can start teaching people to do that. Um, it's in the back of her mind. Lisa's very energetic. She's just yes. like, she has yes. a lot of energy and it's very inspiring. But, uh, but so I, I just been looking at that, but that would be neat for the, the conference, um, to be offered, to be able to offer CEUs. Um, but also a lot of just another layer of complexity, right? For you. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, and if you don't mind, I want to take it back a step because I didn't say this earlier when we were talking about reasons for having a summit. Yeah. yeah the other thing that I think is so important because I can get really stuck in all these logistics is just how much fun it is. Mm. And so when, when I think about Nashville, like for me, I need to get out of my box. I'm an Enneagram type one. Ones need to go out of town to relax and have fun. And it's very true. And so we were in Nashville, like getting to go out every night. I never get to go out and do fun things like that. Like I have little kids at home where I got to worry about getting up the next day. Like, and I'm not saying I go get crazy or anything, mm -hmm. but like we went to um, like the Wild Horse Saloon and did line dancing um, and got to eat out. I got to go on a jog downtown Nashville, which I love running in cool places. And so I think there's just something to be said for also that exploration piece and having a good time that I don't normally get to do. Um, in fact, here in Savannah, there is a piano bar very close to the hotel. So if I can get enough people registered, my hope is to go and rent out that piano bar and figure out what <laughs> that would look like. Cause I think it'd be so much fun to get a bunch of Christian therapists in a piano bar. Sure. And, and the experience though, is something that will, will stick with you. Like, yes, the, it, I think it's making those, making time for those experiences and the adventures and doing it with the people you love and want to hang out with, that's going to, that it pays off. It, it's, it's much better 
you know, I could buy myself a new TV, but not, the experience uh, is not the same. Like you can spend your money on other things, but the the experience and like what you're earn, learning from those things and just having a good time, um, it, that's something that's going to stick with you much longer than if you just buy stuff, you know, stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like you've learned a lot from your from your conference and you're still learning. Um, what are some of the takeaways from your first conference that is helping you build your second conference? Hmm. That's a very good question. I mean, I think that having experienced good speakers is important, which I feel like I did the first time and doing again. Um, having your own uniqueness to your conference, like you don't want it to be what everybody else is doing. And so for me, there are a lot of other Christian counseling conferences out there. And I will say last year, I incorporated a little bit more clinical components within mm -hmm. the talks. This year, I'm focusing a lot more business. And the reason is because there are a lot of other Christian counseling conferences. There are not that I'm aware of any conferences focused on building a Christian practice, like the business side of that. Mm -hmm. um, so not that we won't have some clinical talk within that, but that is what is making my conference unique. I also have a passion for doing Christianity differently in the sense of like, we don't have to be in this bubble and follow all these rules and like God's beyond all those rules. And so another big part of what I want to convey through these events is that you can be a Christian, you can have fun, and you can do good work, right? Um, and that was my first event. I, I came out on stage and I rapped, or I did a parody to Eminem, Lose Yourself. And let's just, let's be real on this too. That's probably what I spent the most time preparing for. So if I happen to have a copy of that, uh, should I put that on the end of this episode? That's funny. Well, you feel free to do whatever you like I mean, to do with it. You know, I might just have a copy. I'm a four copy for sure on my on my iPhone um, of that That's rap. Uh, that was that was uh, bold, Whitney. Well, and and that, but that's the like, that's what I wanted the conference to be. I wanted to set the quote stage. You know, yeah. I was on a stage, but I wanted to set the stage that we can be silly and we can have fun. Yeah, and. Honestly, I did it because I thought it was fun. And yeah. I think when we as hosts embrace who we are and what we love, people will find it. People will be drawn to us, the right, the right people, the people that want that, right? And there's, there's a right therapist for every person. There's a right consultant for every person. Not every match is going to be right. And so... For summits, I think it's the same. Like some summits are going to be good for certain people and other people they're not. And that's okay. And so I'm going to embrace who I am and the kind of summit that I want to run and hope that it brings in the people, you know, those people that I love and that are going to benefit from it. Yeah. Being authentic is, uh, it's, it's the best way to bring about the people who, who love who you are and to be true to yourself. We are, we are, um, you, you've hit it several times in several different ways about like finding your, your niche, I guess, like that's the business term, you know, your niche, uh, if you, if, um, you're not appealing to the mass market, I'm using my hands here for the audio listeners. I mean, you're not appealing to the mass market, like everybody, 
you're not even appealing to the sub market. You're appealing to like the sub sub market, the, the people who are, are therapists and counselors, business owners, Christians, but who enjoy fun and, um, you know, are, um, uh, who are attracted to your, your style and your brand. And that is authentic. That is just a way for people to uh, know they are in the right place. Like if you're authentic, people hear it, feel it, and they're like, oh, they get me. They know who I am. They understand me. They, they answer my questions. They might know the questions before I have them. Like I should stick around here because this is where I get fed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, one of the attendees at the last year's event we had some time at the end where everyone kind of shared what it meant to them. And she said she had been really traumatized by church and religion and having to be within this, you know, the bubble, the rules and feeling like she couldn't be herself. And the fact that I was like, hey, if you want to go by the pool instead of attend an event, it's OK. And if you want to bring a drink in here and listen mm-hmm. to me talk about faith and, you know, business like that's OK, too. And she just had never felt that freedom within her faith. And it changed the way she thought about it. And that, mm. that was pure gold for me. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a beautiful story. Um, and that, that person was attracted to that, what you bring, you know, mm-hmm. what you, you brought to the, the table. So uh, let's, let's turn our attention to some of the things, um, like what are the problems going to a conference solves for a private practice? or you know, there's a there's problems of doing therapy alone in a bubble. How does a conference sort of help help that person who is has just been struggling by themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, the connections are important. You know, it's in it's in relationships that we find ourselves and others find us. Um, and so that vulnerability piece as therapists and as business owners is super important. Conferences also have tons of content. So that's when you um, create new things. I find that when I'm at a conference is when I get inspired and I see problems more clearly. Like this is a simple example, but last week I was so stuck on a problem going on and I, man, I couldn't figure it out. And then yesterday I had slept, I had rested. And then all of a sudden, I figured that thing out in five seconds. Like, I was like, like, it was actually five minutes. But I was like, dang, like, just when I leave something for a little bit, that's when I get inspired. And I feel the same way about conferences. It's like we need to leave our business to be able to think more clearly about our business. And so that's another reason that I travel, try to travel more is because I, I personally need that. Leave our business to see our business more clearly. <laughs> I I totally embrace that because week after week, day after day, you know, Monday comes around, you, you got to do all the things, right? You got to like, okay, I have this list that's a mile long, I have these projects coming up, these people to see, the meetings, these assignments, uh, ther- therapy clients, like all these things, and you just go and go and go. And I find the the weeks and months that I'm most productive is when I do take a day or half a day or something out to like journal, get alone with my thoughts, get into a place where 
Okay, what are the three big things you want to do this month, James? Okay, those are the things. Now break them down and and start working on them rather than running around doing doing all the things. And it and it works for me when I go quarterly and yearly. Like, okay, what are the big things I want to do for the year? And then I break them down by quarter and by month. Those are when I feel most productive. When I feel lost and stuck is when I never take any time to figure out where where I'm headed. I just do, do, do. And uh, I think the, the conferences allow some of that time for you, right? I mean, that's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it also provides um, the attendees with more resources. So I love having sponsors at my events. And yeah, it's great that they give me all this money to help host the event. But then also I get to help them build their businesses. And my hope is that they all walk away with more connections and more product services sold than when they got there. And so that was my computer beeping. (laughs) Ah, yeah. We'll leave that in. We're just going to leave that in. (laughs) Yeah, and so then people can walk away with more connections to other great businesses um, to be able to grow their practice. Mm. That's great. So if if somebody wanted to start a conference, what advice would you give them or a summit? Like, or even just a little, you know, a little get together. Where where should somebody start? Yeah. I mean, I would start on your purpose. Why okay. do you want to get something together and what do you want it to look like? Like I would identify what you want people to walk away with, what kind of person you want to attend. Um, And then I think it's important that you think through your capacity. Um, Do you have the capacity to put together a summit, like just emotionally and time-wise? Because if you want to plan an in-person event, it doesn't have to be a summit. Like you can do a Mm -hmm. retreat or you can do a one-day event or something like that. I would I would encourage planning something smaller to see how that goes before you're planning something larger. Um, I think it's really important, especially if you ever do a summit that you develop a following and I hate talking like that. Yeah, you got to talk but about it though because that's without an audit, you can have the best conference in the world, but if you don't have an audience, nobody's going to show. So go ahead and talk about audience building a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually the same for anything you're going to offer. You've got to have people that know who you are that are interested in it. Um, and so building that following, if it's through your email list or your social media or through other connections, I mean, I would say your email list is probably one of the most vital things that you can have in selling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think social media is great, but I think most people purchased things from me through my email list. But I'm definitely going to tell you, don't do as I do because, because, you know, I didn't start, I started the consulting, my own consulting business in May and I'm already hosting a summit. That's absolutely insane. I think my email list is like 280 people now. Okay. (laughs) So, but I, I wanted to do it. I had done it before. And I knew I had people on board and I have Mm -hmm. 14 amazing speakers. And then I have 10 sponsors, nine or 10, you know, and so those have been pivotal in me feeling supported and moving forward in what I'm doing. Great. That's great advice, Uh, especially about the thing about like do a test one or start small. I think that's Mm -hmm. that's good for a lot of things. I read this book, uh, Great by 
straight by choice, I think. No, no, it's it's one of the Jim Jim uh, Jim Collins books. He has Good to Great, Great by Choice, and How the Mighty Fall, and I think it's Great by Choice. And in that, his 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 tip that's what you said is uh, fire bullets before you fire cannonballs. Mm. Which means you know you like fire like little things that have little resources, but approximate what you're trying to do before you invest major resources in you know firing the big cannon shot at something for big impact uh and so that start small and build until you you know exactly where where your resources are going and if it's going to hit the target is is a uh, key to uh doing making great impact with your investments without wasting wasting it mm-hmm. that's good uh, so- so do you have any any last comments? Uh, anything that we didn't cover about conferences? We sort of just uh, meandered through a little bit about your journey. Um, but what what uh, what do you want people to know about conferences in general? And then after this, we'll talk. We'll have people um, find out where you are online. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd want people to know that you can make it work financially as far as attending a conference. I, a lot of people will say to me that they can't make it work. And I guess I want to say that you have no idea what you're missing out on by not attending. You know, those business relationships, those deals that you'll get on something that you'd use in the future, or potentially you getting ideas to start a business. I mean, look, I, I started Whitney Owens Consulting while I was at a conference, and now it's this business that's making money. And you know, I would have never have made that money or had that impact on people if I hadn't done that. Um, and there's so many easy ways, like just put away 20 bucks a week for a while. Like that's not much money, mm-hmm. but put away a hundred dollars a month. And by the end of the year, you've got $1,200 to spend on something. Um, get those credit cards, get the free points. I mean, I, I can't believe I didn't use credit cards for a long time. I got a chase card. I can send you all that, James, if you want links to anything. But like I got one and I was so mad that I never had gotten one before. And just through my regular group practice expenses, all I did was move them over. And I got a thousand dollars free at the end of three months. Well, that's money I could use towards attending an event. And so I, I just think those things are game changer. They help me not be burned out. They give me things to look forward to. So save the money and make it work. That is an amazing tip. That That's our last that's our last segment, by the way. One thing you want people to know is that is that the one thing you want people to know, or do you want to come up with another one? No, that's fine. I, I think it's I could go yeah, on and great. on. What so I let me let me know. talk about that for a second. That is a great way to. It's like a double bonus. You know, you're earning money back on what you spend already, but then you have a reward, like a meaningful reward, to save up for yourself to to go to these conferences you you save that money for the for something for yourself not for you know to not for so your pens for the office or whatever but for your own uh personal growth and i think that's a really simple but doable way to save up some money that was a great idea uh, my one thing i think it is it also is just where you were wrapping up is there's a cost to not attending. Like we always talk about the cost to attending, like, oh, I got to spend this money to do these things. And 
where am I going to get the money? Oh, I, I'll just skip it. But there is a cost to not attending because you're not being refreshed. You're not exposing yourself to new ideas. You're not just getting away. Let's just say nothing happens at the conference, but you get away and like you come back clearer and a, you have a story about going to this piano bar <laughs> in Georgia or wherever. You know, those things are going to stay with you. So um, I'm always, and I talk about this when I interview other people, I'm risk averse. Like I'm not that out there, you know, person jumping at every risk <laughs> and every chance I get. I'm more analytical and slow. <laughs> I think it's slow, but but then I miss out on some of these great uh, opportunities um, that I could have had if if I just said, you know what, there is a cost to not doing this as well. So I'm not saying go to every conference, but I think it people should. Would would, would you agree you should go to one a year? Oh, definitely. More than I one? mean, I would. You don't want to know how many I'm going to this year. Um, but I think it's important that you figure out what it is that you want out of a summit or okay. out of a conference, out of a retreat, and pick the ones that you're going to get what you're looking for, where your people are. Yeah. Okay. That's better advice. Yeah. yeah. No, so but pick, pick what you want, but you're, you're not going to get it if you don't go. So, so that's, that's right. That's the, uh, that's the message there. Okay. So, uh, Whitney, thanks for sharing with us today. Where can people... Where can people find you online? Yes. Well, this is easy. It's WhitneyOwens.com. Um, it's there that you're going to find all the information for the Wise Practice Summit, which is a summit for faith-based practice owners wanting to start and grow and scale their business. Um, that conference is going to be here in Savannah, Georgia, October 5th through the 7th of 2023. So you can get your tickets. Um, there's a drop down for summits. Um, I'm not sure when you're airing this episode, but I'm also hosting a retreat in April, um, which is called Retreat and Rethink Your Practice. So this is going to be a much smaller, intimate group. It's going to be right outside the mountains in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's mm. to help business owners, faith-based practice owners slow down, but also really think about where they want to go next in their business um, and learning how to rest. Like, because really the concept of rest it's like we can rest on the weekend or whatever, but I want to teach business owners how do we rest and work at the same time because that's what's going to allow you to go further and we're resting in the Lord while we work idea. So anyway, that's going to be in April. Um, so you can also get that on my website under retreats. Um, yeah, and then I host a podcast, which you're well aware of, James, and you do a great job editing and promoting my show. And it's oh, the Wise Practice Podcast. Yep. Um, yeah, and I have a membership community, the Wise Practice um, Community, where faith-based practice centers get together every week and we grow our practices together. And so you can get all that information on my website. Great. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. Retreat and Rethink Your Practice made me think about how I, when I was managing people, I would always tell them to take a lunch, take breaks, and go home at the right time. But I, I really struggled as the owner to, to listen to that advice myself. That's right. It was tough. Mm -hmm, so great. Thanks. Sure. Thanks for all that. Uh, Whitney, this was really a delight for me. It was an amazing interview. Thanks for being on the show today. I enjoyed it, James. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to everybody listening to the show. Please check out uh, WhitneyOwens.com for all the resources. And I'll have a bunch of links in the show notes below. So this is James Marlin with Whitney Owens and the Scaling Therapy Practice. 
Remember to keep making those small steps that lead to big results. We'll see you next time. PsychMaven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice Podcast. And if you are someone looking for ideas that are tailored to your own personal style on how to scale and grow your own impact and income as a mental health provider, we hope you might check out our free online assessment. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. That is stp.psychmaven.com. Have fun with it. Thank you for listening to the Scaling Therapy Practice. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to remind you that the content shared today is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Opinions given should not be considered as legal or tax advice. If you need a professional advice in those areas, please consult with a licensed attorney or accountant. But thank you so much for listening. The Scaling Therapy Practice is part of the SciCraft Network.